Much of our life is a question of maintaining balance. How do we do this? How do we, how do we survive in the world? How do we get all our kids here dressed with hair curled, looking appropriate for church, and still have your sermon ready? This is my question on Sunday, maybe not yours. But even with any athletic team, they know the balance between offense and defense, between quickness and strength. Maybe in personal finance, we work to maintain a balance between income and expenses. Let's not talk about December, though. In teaching, we try to keep a proper balance between content and creativity. Too much emphasis on content, and the subject becomes boring. Too much emphasis on creativity, and you have a lot of fun, but communicate very little. And yes, we even have to find a balance between diet, exercise, and rest. Too much on one extreme or the other, we begin to hamper healthy living. But in our life, in our Christian walk, when we claim Christ in us, we must have a balance there as well. There must be a balance between knowledge and application. The book of Colossians, we see in the first two chapters that deals with right thinking, knowledge and understanding, if you will. And the last two chapters deal with application or how we live. The two go together. Paul is urging us to be stable and balanced in our walk, to experience Christ within us that the world can see. Do you see how important this is in our society? What images do we have of people as Christians today? Someone who shouts, sweats, wipes their brow, wears too much makeup, I told the 845 service, Bill did not wear too much makeup, so it was okay. <laughs> Maybe those that talk in stranger, phony tones of voice. They view this idea as the born-again Christian. Maybe as times of someone who's obnoxious, intolerant, and against everything fun. This can be to a due to a lack of balance. What the church needs, not what non-Christians need, what people need to see is Christ in us in a balanced way. People who are stable, authentic, who live their everyday lives with the Spirit of Jesus within them. And so today we read two verses. Two verses that speak so clearly to living this life of Christ within us. And I believe in those two verses, we can get four characteristics. I'm breaking the mold with the Methodist preaching and having three points. There's going to be four today, so just bear with me. In our scripture, Paul tells us that we are to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The word of Christ, the Bible, the scripture, the holy word of God is to be within us. The word itself, dwell, means to feel at home. Paul urges us to have a relationship with God's word that it feels at home or we feel at home with it. It should be the heart of our existence. We get direction from it, comfort and strength from within it. The Bible is saturated in, in several things that it does. It, it helps us know the truth. 
It enables us to recognize error and it provides answers to difficult questions. But I believe there's a couple things that we must do. We must know the Word of God. Do you know that you can read over half of the books of the Bible in less than 45 minutes? And many of them can be read in less than 20. It has been demonstrated that the entire Old Testament and New Testament can be read aloud in less than 71 hours. Now, I'm not telling us to go on a pilgrimage and do nothing for the next 72 hours. I'll give you an extra one to read through the Scripture. But it can be done. We can read in less than 15 minutes a day. We can read the Bible cover to cover in under a year. How does this affect our lack of knowledge in the Bible? Is it our time? Is it what we find important? More than must know, we must understand. Hearing and understanding are quite different things. Yeah, I heard you, Marcia what my dad says, when in actuality he hasn't heard a thing she just mentioned because he was watching the football game. I know this doesn't happen in anyone else's household, right? But you get this idea, are you even listening to me? God is crying out, are you even listening to what I'm saying? So we must know, we must understand, and we must apply Apply the scriptures as taught to us so that the words can dwell in us. It's at home within us. Each of these practices helps us to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I believe the second characteristic of this passage of, of Christ within us is of a shared ministry. The text tells us that we are to teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. When we teach someone, we help them understand, right? We help them grow in their understanding and knowledge. But there's another part. We must be willing to admonish one another. We must remind each other of what the truth that we have forgotten in our living. We are to teach and be taught and to admonish and be willing to be admonished. This is different from what the world says. The world is telling us that we are to be independent. Live, pull up your own bootstraps, survive, do it on your own way. We are warned not to be dependent upon anyone. As a result, we have become isolated from each other. This is not what God wants for his people. God calls us to be involved with each other. God has designed the church so that we are interdependent. We need each other. In Scripture, he even uses the analogy of a human body. He says the Christian community is like a body. The body has different parts, and each part functions at various skills and various gifts that are given to it. It cannot function effectively without all the parts. We must work together. Let us not live as isolated, but let's live with Christ in us and share Christ with each other, being connected. It's this way in the church. It's not meant to be a one-person operation. We don't rely just on Wendy to get everything done. Bill and I do, but no one else should, okay? I didn't know she was going to be in this service either, so... <laughs> 
We need each other. There are babies in the nursery that need to be held. There are kids in kids' worship right now that just need another set of eyes or somebody to watch the bathroom. We have students in ministry that are involved in small groups. It doesn't matter if you have kids this age or not. You can be used for service. Maybe kids aren't your thing. We need people to sing in the choir. I see quite a few spaces that are left. We need people to volunteer to play the bells or even bring a special music. We need people to answer the phones, maybe make some copies, fold the bulletins. They don't get done by themselves. You can help in various ways. And we all can give financially, but maybe we have people that are casting a vision, starting ministries and managing the resources of the church. There are hundreds of ways that you can serve in this church, in Pittman Park. And when everyone is doing what they can do, we become what Christ wants us to be. And we are a church where Christ is in us and being used through us. Another way that we are to teach and admonish, admonish each other is through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. In other words, we're to be a joyful singing body. Y'all have got this part, okay? So, so don't tune me out, but y'all are good. But we can focus in on what God is teaching through song. Think of when the music is just right in a movie or a TV show. It causes you to smile or to cry. A well-placed song can drive home a point better than, than any amount of words. Some of the greatest memories of life are tied to music. Music helps to establish roots. Think about the lyrics of some of the greatest hymns of faith. I will save you from singing them. But are you not stirred when you sing, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrow like sea billows roll, Whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. What about when I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died? My richest gain I count but loss and poor contempt on all my pride. One of the songs that moves me every time and I sung to my girls as babies rocking them to sleep. And when I think that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. But on that cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Music touches our soul. It moves us. It reminds us in part of who we are. We probably learn more theology from our music than more than preaching. The point here is simple. The person who received God's grace is a person who wants to express their joy. If you have a good voice, you should sing well. If you have a fair voice, you should sing fair. 
If you have a croaky voice, you should croak out praises to God. The point is not whether you are in tune or not. It's that we should give an expression to the joy in your heart. Make a conscious effort to worship God in the greatness of His grace. And Paul brings his thought to a fitting peak with the final words from our passage this morning. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. It kind of seems like a perfect conclusion, doesn't it? The person who has Christ within them, that Christ is there, they are living this faith. They reveal Christ consistently. Do you catch this? Whether word or deed, whatever you say, whether intended or unintended, whatever you do, preaching, teaching, exercising, driving, cleaning house, shopping, playing, checking out at Walmart, everything you do is to reveal God consistently, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The world is watching. It is interested to see if we truly believe what we say. How can they tell? They watch our lives. The test of a genuine faith is is consistency, is Christ in us over a consistent path and a pattern living with God. Now don't get me wrong. By saying Christ in me does not mean we are perfect. Perfect. It's an almost impossible standard to reach, but one day we too will achieve glory. However, when we make a mistake and we fail, we should be willing to take responsibility for our actions and be willing to make things right with one another. You see, I've learned a few lessons by the laundry I do. When you put the clothes in the washer... It's important to kind of spread them out evenly, right? What happens if you don't? Maybe you've never heard this sound before. Clunk, 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 clunk. It's like the machine is about to take off and it's failed in flight, right? You have to resort and rebalance. How are you in your life? With Christ in you, does the world see you in balance? in study of the word, in sharing in ministry with one another, in joyful praise, and in consistency of giving honor and praise to him in word and deed. We can serve God. We can find the words in scripture. We can find a place in ministry We can sing songs of joy in our hearts. And we can focus our everyday living to honor God. Confront your excuses. Expose the problems within self and push for a balance as Christ dwells within you. You see, my friends, the world will never believe what we say about Jesus 
until they see that we believe what we say about Jesus. Will you join me as we pray? God, we praise you in this time that we are able to gather, to hear your word, and to proclaim your glory surrounding us. We seek to honor you with the songs of our heart, the meditation of our mind and spirit, that we may know your presence. Speak to us in this time if we need to devote ourselves in the coming year to your word. We need to devote ourselves to service and ministry, to being joyful in praise and to our words and actions. Challenge and convict our hearts this day and draw us into your holy presence that we may know you and know your love. We ask this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.